What's on the Menu with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. There's been a lot of change with the FNB industry in Singapore because now they can operate after 10.30 p.m. Also, you know, there's just joy. There, there's a real sense of joy. And uh, joining us on the show today is uh, Marvis Ung. He's the executive chef at Path. Now, this restaurant presents the heartwarming familiarity of East Asian flavors elevated with French finesse in a welcoming space full of light. Now, Path offers vivid, joyful, modern Asian fare where diners can step into the path to a new dining journey every day. Welcome to the show, Chef. How are you? Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Marvis from Path Restaurant. Good to be here and good afternoon. Yeah, Marvis, great having you on the show. When I was at your restaurant, you know, you really opened up this sort of culinary path and that's the restaurant it's called. It's, <laughs> you know, kind of funny as well. In terms of your first encounter of being in the kitchen while growing up, can you remember that? You know, if we take it back all those years, what do you remember best from that time? Couldn't remember what exactly is the first dish I cooked at, but I have good memories of um, what's my favorite dish that my grandmother cooked. So we always have this um, rice with um, chopped up chickens and also cabbage cooked in our um, rice cooker, I would say. Um, those familiar flavors are a weekly delights of mine because my grandma always cooked it weekly. So growing up eating, like, I'm not sure whether it's Teochew, Hokkien or whatever cruising is, uh, but it's something that make me remember and love. Uh. Yeah, certainly very uh, interesting dishes as well. You mentioned your grandmother there. She reigned supreme in the kitchen. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, she was your inspiration. You were her official feather plucker of chickens. You even learned how to prepare a rabbit for the stew pot. How much of an influence did she have on you while growing up? I wouldn't say I grew up wanting to be a chef, but definitely that the helping out in the kitchen really grown on me. So I was always there, like not like having a knife or a chopper chopping up things because she wouldn't let me do any dangerous thing. So I was there like um, plucking feather from the chicken, deferring the rabbits, and also um, sometimes like peeling the onions and the garlics. Yeah. So I would say those small little chores really make me love the kitchen life. Yeah, it's always interesting when you have such a great role model to, you know, look up to. We talked about the inspiration that is your grandma, also the first dish that you made. But, you know, in terms of your education, right, what were some of the challenges that you encountered to eventually getting to where you are now in terms of your culinary journey? What was that like? So I really love cooking. Uh, then during my secondary school years, I took up home econs. Uh, and I think I'm the only two boys in class, uh, so... It's a bit like female dominance, uh, but it's okay. It's fun. And after that, I enrolled in Shatek. Uh, um, took two years of their um, diploma in culinary arts, followed by another year in Switzerland, learning the management skill of culinary. Yeah, so after that, it was the school of hard rock. So I was in Dubai. And after that, back to Singapore for a while, then to China for a decade, and Hong Kong. Yeah, so I'd say running around is one of the parts like culture differences yeah a lot of cultural differences you did mention there you were in dubai you were in china you were in hong kong but from all the places that you've worked at because you spent a lot more time in china and hong kong right what are some of your personal highlights from that time personal highlights yeah so um personally i will be cooking wine dinner for fire packs um tasting menu cooking with chateau like 
Latour, Margaret, uh, Hot Bouillon, cooking wine pairing for them. Yeah. So I would say it's cooking for the masses at a very, very high level. Yeah, correct. And the experience is like um, having to fillet lobster for 500 packs. After that, Alaska crab and all those premium ingredients. Yeah. So those are the highlights for the years in Hong Kong and China. Yeah, it almost seems like a different world, you know, 500 packs. I know we're easing into that. You know, we're heading in the right direction, or should I say the right path. Now, that is the restaurant in conversation. We're speaking to Marvis Ung. He's executive chef at the restaurant. It presents the heartwarming familiarity of East Asian flavors elevated with French finesse. Now, this restaurant is relatively new. It started uh, not before or during the worst times of the COVID-19 pandemic, but in fact, earlier this year in 2022. Tell me a little bit about the origins of the restaurant. Right, so um, as the name suggests, uh, we wanted our guests to really have the freedom to choose, uh, like um, to choose what they want, whether it's omakase, a set menu, a tasting menu, or even um, our signature small plate and big plate sharing menu. So we really want guests to really have the freedom to choose. Uh, hence, we decided on the name Path itself. Uh, yeah. So Path is we are serving modern Asian cuisine. Uh, with a focus on East Asian flavors. Uh, and also, because of my years of French fine dining tech, um, training, uh, the technique itself is the backbone of uh, French culinary technique. Interesting name, interesting concept as well. In terms of your signatures at the restaurant, Chef, what are some of the must-try dishes on the menu? Right, so one of the must-try dishes are uh, signature would be the signature um, herbal brined and roasted French poulet. Uh. Yeah, so it's uh we brine our French boule for sixteen hours in Yuzhu, Tangui, Chuanxiong. Yeah, so with a lot of Chinese herbs, we brine it for like sixteen hours. After that, we encapsulate in one kg of French butter, three hundred in the cavity itself, and seven hundred outside. We wrap it up and we roast it for like um, hundred eighty for forty five minutes until it's seventy five percent cooked. We take it out and rest it all the way till it's fully cooked. So I would say. It's really, really tender and juicy with a after hints of a lot of Chinese herbs. Yeah, and for French cooking, people love the burnt noisette aroma, which is really in the background. So then another of our ginger would be the double boiled fish maw uh, in Taosi sauce. Taosi is basically fermented black bean. So our fish maw are sourced locally from Kubara. Yeah, it's a barramundi fish maw, so it's very fresh and rich in collagen. We double boil it for forty-five minutes to one hour in a dashi broth with sake and mirin. And after 45 minutes, right, the collagen is already like transferred into the broth. And we take the broth and we did a buttery um, berblong using kudzu to thicken it. Yeah, so it's also rich and it's also um, high in dietary uh, supplement. Kudzu is basically a type of dietary supplement, yeah. Dishes that you mentioned, they're absolutely delicious, must try. But also your desserts, there's a certain standout dish on the menu. It combines whiskey. Tell us a little bit more about this because it's not just a, a drop or a splash. Uh, you really feel the whiskey in this dessert. So for this, right, um, what you're mentioning is our, it's one of the signature desserts. It's the Bombay Alaska um, made with whiskey. As we use a lot of whiskey in the ice cream itself. Uh, yeah, so... You can really taste the flavor and also the burn, the heat from the whiskey itself. Yeah. So the alcohol content is so high that we need to freeze, really freeze the bomb Alaska until it's freeze in the blast freezer, which is a very deep freeze freezer itself. 
Yeah. So yes, we use a lot of whiskey inside the ice cream also. And because of that, we need to really blast freeze the ice cream until it's ordered, uh, until it's served. Uh. Yeah. So a blast freezer is like a normal freezer, but it's two times as cold so that the ice cream itself stay hot because of the high alcohol content. Yeah, it's a delicious dessert. Certainly a must-try item on the menu, as recommended by the chef. But do approach with caution, particularly if you're not a fan of, uh, you know, high levels of alcohol. Chef, as I mentioned at the start of this conversation, the restaurant opened up recently, actually, in the start of 2022. What's some of the feedback that you've received from your customers? It's really the freedom to choose that really got them coming back because um, a lot of the restaurants nowadays, they only offer tasting menu options. And for us, right, because um, we offered a la carte tasting and also sets, uh, they really enjoy that they are able to really to eat what they like and to order what they like. Yeah. So I would say it's the freedom to choose. Uh. Yeah, nice feedback. Also, Singapore is entering this new phase, which is a... Uh a welcoming to refreshing for the F&B industry uh, here dealt with multiple hardships over the last two years. But what are you most excited about? Not just with the 10 packs rule. Also, uh, you know, the uh, hours have been extended in terms of curfews. So if you had to maybe say one thing that you're most looking forward to, what would that be? I would say coming back of big events uh, because I really love to cook for a lot of people and really love seeing and talking to them like when they enjoy the food. Uh, yeah. So I would say it's the coming back of the um, more than 50 packs to 100 packs of events for the restaurant itself. Yeah. Because for now, we are really limited to like um, 50 per event and also a lot of companies are holding back on their large scale of events. So I'm really looking forward to cooking for large packs of people and also big events like big wine dinner and also gala dinner for the customers. Yeah, it certainly is an exciting time and we can't just wait to see what else happens as more restrictions slowly start to ease. We've been in conversation with Marvis Ung, he's executive chef at Pod. This restaurant presents the heartwarming familiarity of East Asian flavors elevated with French finesse in a welcoming space full of light. Thank you so much for joining me on the show and I wish you all the best uh, for what's to come. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.